Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. The date of the publishing of this podcast episode is New Year's Day, so if you're listening on the published date, then I would say Happy New Year. It's good to be with you here as we stand at the very, very beginning of 2021. If you're anything like me, you're not sad to wave goodbye to 2020. And let's hope, here's to hoping that 2021 will be a brighter and lighter load than we all have borne during 2020. I'm going to read a Christmas passage, one that you might think, well, that's weird. Why would we be reading about the birth of Jesus here um, a week after Christmas? Well, for those of you who uh, care, um, we're halfway through the 12 days of Christmas, and so actually I can still say to you with joy in my heart, Merry Christmas. Uh, That song, The 12 Days of Christmas, is not just a clever song. It's actually um, an articulation of an Anglican um, liturgical season. So I'm going to read very familiar passage from Luke 2, and then we'll pray and spend some time here together thinking about Jesus and what that might mean for us as we walk into 2021. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger, And suddenly there was, with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. And when the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace. We ask, God, that you would help us to hear this very familiar story. But, Lord, help us to hear it with new perspective, with fresh ears, God. We want to see how we might ponder and carry Jesus into 2021. So help us to do that. Help us to think deep and true thoughts about you today. In Jesus' name, amen. So what an invitation to sit with Jesus. There's so much happening in this story. And I would just encourage you, don't be lulled to sleep by your familiarity with this passage. But also, don't be lulled to sleep into believing that this is a children's story. This is a gritty story. This is the story of how God enters the human story. How Jesus enters the human story is a really, really provocative and gritty story. It's an amazing story. I think it actually is a story that helps us understand how Jesus enters into our own lives over and over again as we live before him in these shadowy places. And so what we see at the beginning is that there were shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks at night and 
they're nearby to Bethlehem. They're nearby to that place where there was actually no room for Jesus. Um, but these guys, these rough and tumble guys, these outsiders, they, they would end up making room for Jesus. Maybe they felt like they had less to lose. See, shepherds were always ceremonially unclean. They had to handle dead animals, uh, unclean animals. At times, if you handled a dead farm animal, you were ceremonially unclean. You were unable to go to temple or synagogue. And so that meant that shepherds were viewed by people as kind of like roughnecks. They were um, dirt under their fingernails, smelled of wood smoke in the fields. Um, they were not necessarily the kinds of people that those who lived in polite society would look at with esteem or hold in high regard. And I find it interesting that these outsiders are the first to receive an angelic notice and then be drawn to Jesus. At least they're the first local people. The Magi had probably heard many, many months ago about Jesus' birth from a distant place. But these poor men, these outsiders, had fewer distractions. And as I think about my own life, and I think about wanting to be the kind of person that notices Jesus' entry on, in the landscape of my own life and the lives of people around me, I'm, I'm struck by the fact that these shepherds, they were probably living in some quiet spaces out in those fields. And maybe that's how they were able to notice. And as I think about you and me as we enter 2021, maybe the Lord wants us to do some work to peel back some distractions. And so where are you distracted? Where is it hard for you to hear through all the clutter and the clamor in your life? I think there's an invitation here for us to look at these shepherds and say, what would it look like to peel back some of those distractions, create some quiet places? See, they were out at night tending a fire, probably sitting on the hillside, and it was in that place of quiet that the brightness of the angelic visitation came to them. And I think about that. And I think, Lord, how are you going to get my attention? How are you going to speak to me? How are you going to wake me up? And I think the Lord would ask you and me to ask this question. Are we willing to enter into places with God where we realize that we're not in control. See, that's what happened to these shepherds. They hear from God and then they're immediately terrified because they realize that they're not in control of the outcome. They're unnerved by the presence of God. When was the last time you were unnerved or afraid because of God's presence? See, I think many of us, we have such a benign experience of God, relatively speaking, that we've never been afraid. It's never even occurred to us to think, oh, well, we're not in control. Well, these shepherds for sure are, are reminded powerfully that they're not in control. And I've been asking the Lord lately, God, give me experiences of you that remind me that I'm not in control. I have a tendency, like many of us, to try to control outcomes, to try to manage my life, you know, and we call that being responsible or being good stewards. And much of the time it is, but every once in a while, I think we need a shepherd encounter. One where we feel the presence of God in such a way that we recognize I am not in charge of my life. The Lord is in charge of my life. So two things happen when these shepherds, these outsiders, are in a quiet place and they hear God. The angels say, do not be afraid. And that command, do not be afraid, results in the shepherds saying, let us go and find out what's going on. And I believe there's a real interesting correlation here. See, like the shepherds, we have to learn how to move toward Jesus. We actually have to learn to say, let us go now. 
I believe the Lord wants part of your 2021 to be movement toward him, where you get up from the places where you're stuck and you begin to move toward God in new and real ways. See, every one of us, like these shepherds, are invited to reorient our lives so as to rediscover or maybe discover for the first time what God is up to. We have to move toward Jesus in order to experiencing experience him. I believe the Lord wants you and me, especially as we're sitting at the very threshold of a new year. I, I don't know why we make New Year's resolutions, but we do. I think it's something built into our DNA, the clock flips and we think this is a new opportunity. Well, why don't we use that opportunity in a redemptive way? Maybe now is the best time for you to ask the question, what does it look like for me to initiate movement toward God in 2021 in ways that maybe I wasn't able to sustain in 2020? See, the shepherds heard the angels say, don't be afraid, and then their response was, let us go now. I believe that your response and mine, the one the Lord wants for us for 2021, is let us go now. Let us move toward God. But I'm going to tell you, fear will stop you dead in your tracks. Discouragement and distraction will stop you dead in your tracks. And many of us have been stuck for the better part of 2020. This has been a hard year, the one that just passed. And now we sit at the threshold of a new year. And I believe that with a new year come new opportunities. I believe now is an opportunity for you and me to say, what would it look like for me to move toward God in new ways? And maybe for you, there are devotional practices that the Lord would invite you to pick up. At Trinity, the church I pastor, we, we have a daily office reading um, plan that would get you through almost the whole Bible in a year. If you want a plan, we, we could help you with that. There are so many great resources out there, but y'all, the resources themselves will never do the trick. You've got to engage the resources in a contemplative and reflective way. One of the reasons why we do what we do here at Renewing the Center is we want to create space for you to learn how to be still, to reflect on the presence of God, to notice Him at work, and then begin to move toward Him in real and concrete ways. See, I guarantee you this. If you put the space and create the space, and go there again and again and again, God will fill that space and he'll begin to change your life from the inside out. He'll get you unstuck. And that's what most of us need right now. We need to be unstuck. It's interesting to me that these shepherds, they had an initial experience. Um, you know, the, the, light, the light in the night sky overwhelms them, but it moves them to further inquiry. And I believe the Lord wants to move you into more inquiry. He wants you to, to have a sturdy faith. He wants you to have an experiential faith. He wants you to walk with other people moving toward Jesus. That's the great thing, right? These shepherds, they move together toward Jesus. We're in the middle of the Christmas season. Um, like literally, I think if you're listening on the day of the publish, we're halfway through the 12 days of Christmas. And Christmas is a, a, a thin place. Um, it's, it's an opportunity for you to, to maximize or to stretch out this sitting with what does it mean for God to come into my darkness? And I think that's what Christmas is all about. It's God entering into our darkness, God entering into our uncertainty, God entering into our brokenness. And we get 12 days to think about that. So if you have already moved on, I would encourage you to kind of go back and recalibrate and spend these next days, this next six days or so, asking the Lord, what does it look like for you to enter into my darkness, my life as it is? So what happens at the end of this passage? The shepherds share they go back and start talking about Jesus, and Mary ponders, she treasures. 
And I believe the Lord would have you and me be the kinds of people who share what God is doing in my in our lives and ponder and treasure what the Lord is promising us and showing us. I'm going to read to you a an excerpt from a poem by Howard Thurman, who is a, a leader that I really hold in high regard, respect. He was a mentor um, of, in many respects to Dr. King. And Thurman says this, When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, to make music in the heart. Amen. Father, I pray for my friends. And I ask you, Lord, to tune our hearts to look for you in this new year. I pray, Jesus, that you would enter into the landscape of our lives anew, that you would wake us up, that you would move us toward you. And I pray, God, that 2021 would give us all an opportunity to look for you in new and real ways, that we would move toward you just like those shepherds did. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you would like to continue meditating on what you heard today, take some time to recall an idea or an image that encouraged or challenged you in this episode. When things stand out to us in God's Word, or in our lives, or in what we're reading, or in devotional talks, it often means that God is offering us His help and His guidance. When you have your idea or image in mind, carry it with you as a prayer coming back to it in the spaces throughout your day. How does it speak to you and where you are right now? What does it say about God and what he wants for you? Speak to him about these things. Listen for his still small voice and respond to him as simply and as honestly as you can. Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you back here again with us next time at Renewing the Center. 